The year is 1995. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Variant cover 1995. This is the episode where we take a little break between covering Marvel Comics from its origins to today. We are on the Marvel Comics of 1995. We've been talking about Marvel Edge, Marvel Imprints, going into Marvel Clone Saga next. Right now, we're going to take a little step back, talk about what we've been reading, talk about what's going on in the My Marvel This Year Club, talk about what's going on in comics in the present day in 2022, and then, of course, answer some listener questions. We got some great questions via the My Marvelous Year Slack. If that sounds like a fun place to hang out, and it is the greatest <laughs> gathering of comics fans this side of the Mississippi, you can go over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear, and that is also where all support for this ad-free show comes from. So thank you to those <laughs> like of you. Saying that as if we're always ad-free is disingenuous. I, that's a choice that I have made, that we have made. <laughs> To be ad-free, and I think everyone is thankful for it, and I appreciate the gratitude. Yeah, I the, do. The, the sponsors definitely didn't have anything to do with uh, us being ad-free and not giving us any more money. But. Listen, they say one of the greatest skills you can learn is how to say no. You know, it, it's difficult <laughs> to say no sometimes. And, and, uh, uh, and our sponsors really exercised. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. I'm Dave Using, founder, editor-in-chief, comicbookherald.com. You're hearing them both. Here already, we got Zach and Charlotte here for the variant cover. Zach and Charlotte, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining today. I appreciate you both being here as well. <laughs> I'm just feeling very gracious today. I'm feeling very yeah. a lot of gratitude. Thank That's you. good. Thank yeah. you, Thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. So, all right. So today we got some exciting things to talk about. Again, if you're interested in, in specifically what comics are we reading uh, in the club, you can go to the show notes where we're going to list everything that's coming next. And, uh, of course, if you want the full reading list, you can get it for as little as $1 a month through the patreon.com slash my marvelous year obt dubs another way to support the show rate and review on itunes it means a lot to us i, I got, love seeing I got one more too if you uh, got, we yeah, haven't yeah. said this in a while if uh, if you want to support the show tell a friend you know like word of mouth that's uh, that's really how this show spreads around but tell a Since cool friend yeah tell a cool friend uh tell a rich friend please um and tell, tell friends that you friend, know like to leave you're going to reviews fun. on apple podcast um and uh oh you know i mean a great way to get people into the show is uh you know like just burn a CD with a couple episodes of the show and hand it out on the street or to friends. Yeah, uh, CD anything. CD mixtapes are making a revival, especially um, with forty five minute podcast as each track. Yeah, right. Well, and as restrictions loosen up and more people get out in the world, and, and at least in America, right? We got we got restrictions loosening up. Omicron is defeated, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what the media's <laughs> saying, and uh, and you know CD mixtapes are making a revival. So yes, please burn several one hour and 10 minute podcasts (laughs) as a tangent uh to start us right out i've been listening to a bunch of uh, one of my favorite podcasts but really old episodes from 10 or 11 years ago of watch out for fireballs which gary butterfield he's uh he's guested on the show before and one of the hosts without a hint of joke in his voice does say 
hey, you know, if your friends want to start getting into podcasts, just burn them a CD with our show on it. Because <laughs> 2010 was just a different time, and it was kind of a normal thing to say at th- that time, and it was the most quaint, like, adorable thing. <laughs> to be yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, I've got a podcast you'll love to check out. Here's a CD. Go to your closest theater near you. And wait until the end of like a Spider-Man movie or any Marvel movie, and just uh-huh. hand out phones with uh, my Marvels here playing on them. Just give them phones. Phones. <laughs> Entire. That would be if, if we could. If we could. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll run a money loss operation to make those twenty phones. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if it's profitable or not. Charlotte, if somebody gave you a CD with a podcast on it, would you even know what to do with it? I mean, I don't have anything to listen to a CD. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. getting at. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. My car still has your a car. Sure. I don't use it, but um. yeah, I mean, I don't have a car. So <laughs> I, I think cars, I think vehicles are the Gen last doesn't even drive vestige of, of CD players, you know, essentially. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about CDs. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're not going to be talking about cassettes. That's actually a little too cool. Just CDs <laughs> today <laughs> on the show. Uh, no, let, let's, let's get into some of the topics and then we'll get into the questions. A little more comics related. Uh, first thing I want to talk about. So we're recording this the weekend. The Batman is out. None of us have seen it. None of us. So I guess here's my question. Why? <laughs> Why have uh, none of us seen I'm, this? I'm Zach, go I'll, let's it, start with you. I'm going to go see it probably next weekend or the weekend after. It's just like the first weekend. I, we're, we're getting back into movie theater theaters madness. a yeah. little bit. Like we've been hesitant to like get back into the movie theaters, or at least I have. Uh, but we did go see Jackass 4 <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get back, I've always said it. COVID. It's gotta be for Jackass Four. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. I like had the best. Is time. it good? I've been hearing good things. I'm. Uh, I've I mean, never. I was never a Jackass guy. Even as a kid, I was too. Well, then it might mature I mean, it is, it's for that. Exactly what the rest of the show in the other movies is. So like. Yeah, yeah. It, it is not new for. I mean, they they add new people. That's like the kind of fun thing. Is it's a little bit of a passing the torch onto a new crew. It's not Twin Peaks The Return pretty old. in yeah. terms of, like, <laughs> reinvention and, like, oh, they no, still got no, it. It, is, yeah, it yeah. is very, like, very much the, the stuff they've been doing for uh, literal decades now. I've, Charlotte, never, what is your, Charlotte, what is your Jackass fandom? <laughs> I've oh, never yeah, watched Jackass. I only know it's from, like, Americans talking about it. And from what I know about it, I think it's just three guys beating each other up with skateboards, something like that. It's, oh, my God, it is... No joke, 30% of, and I, 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 how do I say this and have to not censor it? 30% of the movie was just uh, genital torture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a bunch of dudes, like very supportingly uh, torturing each other's genitals for jokes. Um, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's a great franchise. I want it to go for the rest of, uh, rest of their lives and mine. Anyway, yeah. uh, the Batman, I'm just, uh, it's too packed. The theaters are like too busy. sold out. Charlotte? Uh, is, What's your excuse? I mean, it's been out for four days here, I think. Yeah, it's since Wednesday, and uh, I've had work, I guess. (laughs) Too busy. (laughs) mostly the thing. Too busy. Too much life. Okay, that's fair. Um, My (laughs) my reasoning is... I'm going to go with a different reason than both of you. My my reasoning is mostly Zach's. Same thing. I just don't want to do a a full weekend Batman theater crowd, frankly. Um, But you know what else? I'm kind of not that excited. (laughs) Like... It's not that I don't think it's going to be good. I'm just not, like, dying to see it, I guess. Um, and I kind of realized, like, I'll be excited to see it in a week or two. Um, I I bet I'll enjoy it. Everything I'm hearing about it tells me I'll enjoy it. But, like, 
I, there's a lot of Batman media, and I'm not that desperate or hungry for like just like a solid Batman movie. I don't know if that's crazy. I might be singing a totally. I, probably after I see it, I'll be singing a very different tune. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. but I, you know, I I do think part of it is, and people are gonna hate this because it's not popular right now. But like when Marvel stuff comes out, it's connected and it's a piece of a story that I've been following, and I there's more urgency that I feel to see those movies with some expediency because it's like, well, one, it's going to get spoiled if I don't. And two, um, it's a part of something I've been following. It's a part of something I'm invested in. This is just a new Batman story. Like, I don't know. It has the same appeal to me as like picking up a new Batman black label book, which is not that high right now. There are so many of those, (laughs) like there's so many, you know, starting blocks for the Batman. And like, I've already gotten off the starting block, you know, I don't know. Is that crazy? I, I mean, I said as much, uh, you know, with with more embarrassment in my voice. I said as much a few very covers ago that like yeah. I I flock to the MCU stuff quicker for sure. Um, but that's not like a level of my excitement to see the movie. That is kind of like I need to see this to <laughs> to not be spoiled, uh, which is like yeah, you know, right. I I almost have some resentment that I feel like I'm being held hostage. Uh, it is. It this. is. It's like um. It's like you're being threatened. And you're yeah, like, I better. Like if I, better I don't see, see Spider-Man movie. No Way Home on opening weekend, like some of its, you know, pleasures will be spoiled for me uh-huh. by the internet. Um, but uh, no, I'm I'm very excited about Batman. Uh, it's uh, like I like the director a lot. Matt Reeves did uh, the last two Planet of the Ape movies and Cloverfield, all movies I really like. And so uh, I'm I'm genuinely way more excited to watch all the Planet of the Apes movies because I have not watched mm, those. Sure. And those are people great. are. My brother is like the highest on those of anyone I've ever they're seen. Really, they're really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually very excited yeah. to watch all those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. And I, I get, I mean, anyone who says like, yeah, I'm just kind of feeling a little fatigued by this superhero or superheroes in general or whatever. I get it. <laughs> There's a lot. But uh, no, I'm, I'm excited about this just because uh, it looks good. That's all. I mean, yeah, it's just no, the, it does. The, the tone, the it tone does. looks good. The the casting is interesting to me. The uh, the director is someone I, I've liked in the past, so everything's lining up. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, okay, hmm. okay. And reception yeah, I don't... has been good. You know, people seem to right. generally dig it. Like very few people walk away being like. I mean, some people are like, "Yeah, that was good," and some people are like, "That was the best Batman." And very few people are walking away yeah. saying like, "Well, that was boring." Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I do have one friend who said she uh, she started planning her next day during car chase sequences. <laughs> so, uh, Classic thing. That. That's yeah. a good one. All right, all right. So I think when we, by the time we do our next variant cover, I bet we'll all have seen it, and we can we can reconvene on any yeah. thoughts at that time. Uh, all right. So the other thing I did want to touch on is topically. Um, so Comicsology had the big. <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. They blew themselves up. They exploded <laughs> right before our eyes in this forced uh, Amazon transition that is, you know, eight years in the making. Um, my question for both of you is not necessarily takes and such. I think if people want to know. What I think about it, I wrote all about it on comicbookherald.com. You can find that um, on the site in terms of Comixology's 2022 updates. Charlotte, how much do you use Comixology? Do you care? Like, like how invested are you in these changes? I mean, I personally don't use Comixology a lot, but I know like it is very central to most people uh, reading comics. Um, and yeah, it's it seems baffling because it seems like such easy mistakes to not make. <laughs> Like, how do you decide to just have the comic be basically unreadable? How do you come to that decision? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach, what's your what's your comicsology usage? And was this uh, 
you know, so the, so for people who don't know, Amazon bought them in 2014. It took until now, but Comixology basically had to migrate everything to Amazon technology, Amazon.com. Um, their app still is a standalone app, but it's all reinvented to sort of be more compatible with Kindle and do some Amazon-y things. And basically just like there were like 0.05% increases and like 99.5% like just downgrades from what the app used to be. Um, Zach, did this hit you at all? Did you have any investment here? No, I uh, I use Comixology for um, like, like pretty rarely because if I'm buying month to month, I buy floppies. If uh, I'm really into something or if I really like a comic, I just buy trade paperbacks or hardcovers of them i buy physical copies and uh i I usually use it to like test out series like buy the first trade of something that you know if it's on sale so i mean i I have a decent little comicsology library of stuff but like i haven't naturally wanted to go back to it to even see what's up since this started so i I don't buy like my monthly comics on it at all right right okay that that was my main question was just how invested both you are um my my advice i'll give here and again i have lots of thoughts and things that i've shared on on cbh um, but my advice for people is, if you can, um, there are a better ways <laughs> to read comics if it's bothering yeah. you. Especially, so if you're like in the U.S., um, Hoopla, libraries, mm-hmm. library I, I apps more. Yeah. are so good for comics. Like, unbelievably yeah. good for comics. Um, the functionality is like, you know, it mirrors what Comicsology was. Uh, use those if you're not already, and you can't. Um and then for new stuff, I mean, th- that's the thing for comicsology. It's like if you want to read a digital comic the week or close to the week it comes out on Marvel or DC or whatever, um, comicsology is like it- it's just the place where all the publishers aggregate, you know. So otherwise, you yeah. kind of have to go and like, OK, for Marvel, technically, yes, you could buy digital issues through Marvel.com. You can't you literally can't do that for DC right now. Right. Which is crazy. Um you know, you have to do it through Comixology. So it's like, if that's your interest level, you kind of have to use it. The app still works. Like, the app still works. I've been using it more than ever, both because I've been testing it for this and because I've been reading, like, I interviewed Scott Snyder, so I was reading all his Comixology original stuff. Um, so the app still works, you know? Like, it's it's still, you can still read comics if you need to. I, I, um, I do know but, a few yeah, days after uh, all this kicked off, I did want to go read, um, is it Cy Spurrier's Step by Bloody Step? Is it mm-hmm. Cy Spurrier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. And, um could not find how to buy it online. Could not find digital links. Could not get it on Comixology. It did not exist digitally anywhere. Uh, was it out yet? Wait. Yeah, no, it was out. Everyone was talking about it. It had been like oh, a week yeah. of people talking about it. And okay. It was right as this whole thing was kicking off. And something yeah, yeah. was up. Couldn't find it. And uh, I, I will go buy it later. But I just pirated it, which is the other aspect Oh, of you dog. Sorry. Sorry, Sai. Uh, you know, I mean... You could have you could have just time. asked me, and I could have sent you the copy he emailed me. Well, that's, that's the exact the same thing. <laughs> nothing nothing fundamentally changes different about this. I, uh, I do except say... I just got to brag that he emailed me a copy directly. <laughs> yeah, that so is, that, that changed. Cool. Um, I I will go buy it because I do want to support uh, that comic. I'll probably buy the trade. Um, I, I do just want to point out though that the whatever site it is, it's like two comics read or something comics read online or whatever the pirate site is bleep is yourself out organized you database bleep yourself with a pirate sound effect please every time you say uh, <laughs> a pirate website is the most organized and like completely fleshed out archive of comics that is so searchable yeah <laughs> it's incredible like I, yeah. I can't remember i was looking at some really obscure alan moore thing on there that you can't find digitally and then they have like publisher and you can look on the publisher and then look at everything this publisher has done or like within series and stuff. And like 
crazy obscure stuff that you will not find digitally anywhere else. It is the place to go find like a lot of missing and lost comics. It's very interesting how uh, how like well um, well fleshed out those pirate archives are. Yeah, it is a. It's definitely a. We don't need to do the whole piracy thing, but like it is a weird, bad situation where pirated comics, scanned comics, are so easily accessible and so organized <laughs> like they've done yeah. such a good job yeah. where but they're so bad for everyone involved and like comics creators are not rolling around in scrooge mcduck vaults of money oh yeah like yeah. it hurts them <laughs> like i don't necessarily have a a big emotional reaction to marvel and dc's bottom line you know they're owned by these corporate behemoths like i'm not worried about disney's stock price well, here see, they, they sidestepped it with marvel unlimited and dc universe unlimited I haven't pirated one of their comics in I, I don't know how. Well, long. they didn't they didn't sidestep it entirely, but that's, that's I mean they gave a better option, like it, it, you know, like make, making it so easily available. Yeah, no, it's just but what I was getting at is just like yeah, the pirated ecosystem is the best all you can eat ecosystem now with Comicsology having having made all these regressions, um, and that's a weird thing where like somebody need somebody needs to step in. And just mirror the organization yeah. and whatnot. But like the crazy thing about what's what's really especially strange there is because it's just scans and there's not an expectation necessarily of digital quality the way there is in comicsology, like you get access to stuff that is more obscure. Mm -hmm. Um so like there you have these and we've talked about this in the Marvel Club where like if it's not on Marvel Unlimited and it's super obscure, you know, like sometimes I'll track it down at an LCS, but a lot of times I can't. And then it's like, well, literally your option is this scan somebody made, you know, um, or and the ethics of even. file sharing and this yeah. and that. Right. You can you can talk about. But it's like that's that, like the accessibility is 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 really a boon. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I've been I've been talking for years about how wild it is that the publishers all kind of just seem to be like, that is what it is. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, know, it's crazy. They haven't taken it down. But at this yeah. point, I would be really disappointed because there is like genuine archival work being done by pirating sites that is not being done by the actual yeah. publishers yeah right like there, there are comics that will vanish from being online at all if the pirate that big pirate site goes down uh, uh yeah it's uh it, it is interesting my, my take on it is usually like it j just don't brag about it to the creators on twitter stop trying to rationalize like well, that's to awful, donny yeah. cates why you're trying to pirate his comic yeah. and be like oh donny you don't want me a poor person to have your comic whoa sounds great for you like that that kind of weird haughtiness of it like if you're gonna do it just shut up about it <laughs> like don't, don't brag about it on your podcast yeah right yeah. like we're doing right now yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, i i think there is something to it like it is also a, sa a side product of um, comicsology and like the biggest, the thing that basically has the monopoly of uh, online um, scans of comics like that you can buy being owned by a huge major corporation like Amazon. And then on the yeah. other side, you have pirate comic pirate sites that like are made by a community of people whose only intent is to just make comics available. So you yeah. have two very different reasons to do it. And so it results in a complete database that is way more easily uh, usable on pirated comics and then whatever Amazon is doing for themselves, like for for profit. And sometimes it doesn't work because why? Right, right. No, you're right. And like when you put it in those, in that binary, you know, it's like, okay, who do I want to support more? Amazon 
or a community of comics fans doing the best archival work for comics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like and, and let's not let's not take out the profit thing here. These sites are racked with ads <laughs> in varying degrees. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah they're unusable without an ad block. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, but it, it's, yeah. It's when you put it in those terms, when you put it in those terms, it is like, but but then it's like, well, at least through Amazon, the creators are getting something, presumably. I don't know what Comixology yeah. cuts are. I don't know what creators make off of that. Um, but it is that ecosystem of like, I don't know. It's like, how much better is Spotify right now than um, torrenting music? Like, I, I truly don't have a great mm-hmm. sense of that yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's something versus nothing but is that something cents on the dollar and it's unfair anyway like I don't know the systems are are not fantastic um, yeah so buy print when you can <laughs> and if you can't you know <laughs> sure. you have options I guess um, alright let's talk about our, our March Madness poll March Madness March Madness we got my marvelous March Madness going on right now Zach and Charlotte set this up uh, it is the great what if March Madness poll, okay? So it's all what-ifs about Marvel Comics, um, both in terms of things that happened in story, things that happened with creators. Uh, It's a really open-ended sort of what-if with all sorts of cool questions, and it's led to some pretty great throwdowns. Zach, how are things going, and uh, and what do you want people to know about what's going on in March Madness? Good, but before that, just all the credit to Charlotte for coming up with this idea and launching it. Like, this was this was totally her idea and she pitched the first like two-thirds of these before i came in and helped like fill out the list <clears throat> and then we worked on it together but charlotte definitely got this uh, started and rolling so good job Charlotte. yeah thanks uh, it, it was really fun to do and like to put into words like a, a lot of different ideas that you can have uh, reading comics and think oh what if that happened or is there mm-hmm. did that run that i wish had happened uh, is that can that be find found somewhere or Will it only yeah. ever be a what if in my head? And like that's a fun way to to see what people would have wanted to see uh, in Marvel Comics. Yeah, agreed. So I, I mean, these are good discussion questions. I kind of thought we'd just go through the. F- I think there's four that have hit yeah. already, and uh, and just chat about them on our own. And then I'll read it. I'll just mention a few that are upcoming, and I'm putting them up on Patreon every day. The polls, but you don't have to be a Patreon backer to um to vote in them. And the links go up on Twitter every day as well. So they're they're all open to the public. Um. I just put them on Patreon to kind of, uh, I, I don't know, weed out uh, any kind of <laughs> weird... I, I don't want Twitter to get too heated, basically. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> too late, yeah. Zach. It's, it's way too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to keep my Twitter very, very uh, away from drama, especially yeah. comics drama. Okay, so uh, our first question, which I think is a pretty good one. Um, what if Chris Claremont stayed on the X-Comics past 1991 or... What if John Byrne stayed on Uncanny X-Men past 1981? Uh, which is a really interesting, like, it's been an interesting discussion there. We've got a lot of people just wanting more Claremont because they like Claremont's work, which I, I think is a little nuts because I, think it's, I, I, I don't know, 1991, like, Claremont clearly had lost a lot of steam. I think we all really saw that. But, you know, people's affection for Claremont is huge, so I uh, can't discount that. Um a lot of people didn't want John Byrne. Like, th- th- there's an interesting thing because the way I look at this question is basically: Do I want more Claremont X comics or do I want more John Byrne X Men comics? But a lot well, of people. Well, if you phrase it that way, if you phrase it that way, then I have a harder pro Claremont opinion. See, are you doing I, this like theory crafting of like, all right, well, if John Byrne stays on X Men past 1981, yeah. that means we're not going to get Paul Smith. That means no. we're not going to get. Well, I guess no, I no, think... but the but the fact that we did get. 
Like, yeah. like X Men comics don't suffer after Byrne leaves at all. Like, you get Paul Smith, you get the return of Dave Cockrum, you get into the John Romita Jr. era. X Men comics don't really miss John Byrne after he leaves. Um, he does great. And I, I actually think one of the, so I joked with you when I saw this, I was like, these are two things I don't want. Like, these are two things I don't need. <laughs> um, one, because Claremont was done. It was time to go. And, and the industry and sort of the, the tone of comics had, had moved on. So like by 1991 so, and, and then burn, you know, like, like X-Men comics don't suffer. I think one of the challenges here is you're comparing literal end of the run retirement Claremont to burn at the peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so like the timing right. of Which it is, is like LeBron in his prime versus Jordan on the Wizards, and that's um, stacking mm-hmm. the oh, deck. Yeah. Yeah. Pro that's, Johnny, ooh, no, yeah. we, no, we get, get that. that. We get that. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing we get. It's that. <laughs> yep. Um, well, you know, the the funny thing though is if you want more John Byrne on X Men, yeah. that is exactly what he did with X Men Elsewhere on his forum, which is basically, yeah, I just did 35 more issues of uh, X Men you know past when i left and continued what i thought we should do and are we assuming are we assuming claremont stays with him post 81 because let's say Uh, post 81 it's a full john byrne show and that i don't want no yeah Um, i I, I do want the you know the collaboration because i think that collaboration is great could the collaboration have continued longer um see i think i think it would be the thing where it's like we need an arrested development season four and the reality is we do not. <laughs> it well, was good while it lasted, and I'm happy with what we had, uh, but they went out on top. Like, like you don't yeah. go out more on top than Days of Future Past and that Kitty Pride in the Mansion issue. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Post-Dark yeah, yeah, totally. Phoenix Saga. And, like, that's perfect. You went out on a championship. Um, so I, I actually think Burn Stang is the biggest mistake. Well past his, I mean, you know, I, like, heyday. So but he's still way, doing that. Like, that happens anyway. It just doesn't yeah, happen right. yeah, well, that, year to year. <laughs> that, that's the other thing. You kind of have an answer to, like, oh, yeah, what would it look like if Claremont did more X-Men? And by all accounts, it's not That's that no secret. Yeah, that's so no secret. The way I thought about these questions is basically, it's more like, if I could see alternate universes where that happened and just, like, have that comic in my hands and that's it, I'd rather, mm-hmm. yes. I, I would be more interested in reading Claremont's uh, original plans as he intended them uh, past 91 because I don't yeah. exactly know what that looks like. I think he wanted to make Wolverine the new main villain and stuff like that. So, like, I'd be at least curious to see what that w- would look like. Whereas, Burn saying on X-Men, I-, I can basically picture what that would be like. And, yeah, it'd yeah be- right. it wouldn't be bad, but I-, I-, I can imagine what it would be. I don't think X-Men comics get as weird and they don't they don't get as sprawling and as strange, which I actually find fairly appealing about the yeah. 80s run. Um, I do think the thing about Claremont staying post-91 is, okay, now back it up and consider, well, what if he wasn't being phased out for, like, a year? You know, because his work up to that point, you know, kind of starts getting phased out, and he's transitioning, and he's co-writing with Jim Lee and uh, and Wills Protasio and stuff. And it's like, if he actually did, basically it was just like, no, I'm just going to continue my plans, and I still have ideas. Um, I don't know that they'd be incredible, uh, but at least would have been a continuation of a thing that was already happening and what, and that was super invested in. Yeah. So I, I guess that is ultimately yeah. where my vote yeah, goes. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if he was looking at a five year runway for his next Inferno, you know, sure. it, it could have been very different that last like year or so that we. But saw. does that ruin Age of Apocalypse? Oh, <laughs> the what ifs continue. <laughs> See, that's yeah. so funny because that that is a way that people were like looking at if John Byrne was on Uncanny X Men past nineteen eighty one. Well, we don't get his Fantastic Four, and I don't want to lose that. 
which is which is funny. It's just like well, that's how what ifs out. work. I mean, that's how that's how it, you it do is, it. it you is. know, you gotta you gotta yeah, think through the, the impact. Yeah. I I do have to say like I I I didn't I come up with a lot of uh, the prompts but I didn't come up with the actual pairings and so Zach you pairing those two together and with people talking about Paul Smith and this like I'd be like oh yeah I should have put uh, an option would which would be Paul Smith doing more X Men because I'd vote for that actually that would be the, the that, one that would do well amongst the uh, critically acclaimed and respected crowd because yeah. Paul Smith is definitely <laughs> a favorite of the of the cool yeah. kids I think yeah. Can I can I admit something? People have been cool saying that a and lot. You don't like Paul Smith? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember who he is. <laughs> okay, do people you have been the... like talking about Paul Smith getting pushed out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Paul Smith." I, I don't remember at all. The Professor Smith X is a jerk panel. That's Paul Smith. Oh, okay, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I sorry, Paul. I'm sure we read it, and I probably praised it at the <laughs> sorry, time. Sorry, Paul. But uh, <laughs> I 100 do not remember that name. Yeah. Shouts to Paul. Um, March Madness Day 2. What if... This is... Ooh. Oh, get ready. This one's exciting. What if Alpha Flight number one was released before giant-sized X-Men number one? The implication <laughs> being that if we had... <laughs> this one's we had just Alpha for Zach. Flight number one before giant-sized... People were like, yeah, so what does that mean? Why does it matter if that was released beforehand? <laughs> yeah, why does that matter, Zach? <laughs> you idiots. The reason you that fools. matters is because clearly... No one would have cared about Giant Size X-Men. It would have been pushed to the side the same oh way gosh. Alpha Flight was later. Did this get any votes aside from you and the those you've um, those you've pressured? It got 24% of the vote. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something. Um, yeah, versus uh, what if the New Mutants did not become X-Force? So if we continued with like a team of young teen you know, New Mutants instead of uh, what it became. And that, that mm. one definitely won here. Oh, just to point out, the uh, the Claremont won over Burn in the first day, but uh, closer, I think, 60% yeah. to 55%, something like that. 65, 55? 60 to 55? 65, yeah, 50, or I don't know. How are these numbers <laughs> working? <laughs> well, it just shows me numbers of votes. 31 votes versus 23 votes. Yeah, oh, I, see. I think okay. I'm going to demand a recount on, on this one. Seriously. <laughs> um <laughs> Day, did, did any of you have anything to say about that one? I'm assuming you're both going. New We've talked about the Alpha Flight giant size thing before, so I, I yeah, do think that's very funny. I love that what if mattering to you. Um, yeah, a, a couple of the, it's funny because we, we did try to make these like good discussion inducing questions and like get you know re- real like tough choices, right? I tried to really match them up that way, uh-huh. but there are a handful of these that are clearly uh, just Zach and sometimes Charlotte. Uh, putting out their you know, <laughs> wishes into the world sure <laughs> yeah, sure yeah sure. if it's a burn um, prompt uh, it's probably zach <laughs> yes. yeah right uh, d- clearly day three what if this this one excites me i like this one <laughs> what if from 1975 to 1991 chris claremont built up the avengers instead of x-men oh so the implication being right that he worked on the avengers in this time and turned it into as big and sprawling and as good of a universe as he did x-men right Versus, what if Grant Morrison did their 80s work at Marvel instead of what they did at DC during that time period? So Doom Patrol, Animal Man, Arkham Asylum. What if they were working? Morrison by miles. By miles. Yeah? Okay. Charlotte, what about you? Uh, Probably probably also Morrison, but I would be very interested in Clement uh, putting all the Avengers in BDSM gear. Mm, I know, yeah. I (laughs) I, I mean, it's just like him working in Avengers is very interesting yeah okay but again but again on the flip thing with the avengers Hmm? i i agree but on the flip of that then the x-men are never cool right yes which you know it's fine by me 
Um, so. <laughs> no, an exhaler. Yeah. The the, uh, the other part is okay, but well, well, here's 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 the question I want to ask though, and please yeah. carry on with what you're gonna say. Um, what does Morrison do? Like, what properties does he do in the '80s? Right. Uh, I mean, I left Marvel. that pretty open ended, but I I think part of the implication of that is that you know we you could potentially have Marvel then in the '80s starting a Vertigo esque you know run of things because they. Kind of I don't try that with Epic Line, and it never quite takes off. Yeah, the same way it does with. DC, I don't know that, if you had that someone... they would have gotten there, right? Because you got. I mean, really, it's more Swamp Thing that that is the impetus, not necessarily anything more. Yeah, it's doing. Alan Moore and Frank Miller, I guess. More. Um, doing that you know what? Movie. It's funny. Instead of Doom Patrol, how about the Doom Patrol ripoff X Men? Right, and if you don't right. have, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe you have Morrison. Maybe they're doing some stuff with X Men. Um, yeah, I think we combine the two, plenty of and the, the X Men never become a thing in the seventies. And like the X Men are nothing <laughs> between the sixties and the seventies. And then Grant Morrison picks up like a long lost property of Marvel in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I love mm. it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's interesting. But that that one won Grant Morrison sixty three percent to thirty eight. You know who? You know who Morrison does his Animal Man story with? Huh? Wonder Man. Ooh, yeah, mm. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, doing he can do. They're doing a, like a Hollywood uh, story as well. Yeah. Um, fold that in. I'm sure they could do something. You can get meta with, with that. that. Yeah. Uh, day four of March Madness. What if Juggernaut and Black Tom's romantic relationship was canon? Versus what if Rick Jones was not? I think it kind of finally is with Fabian Nicieza and the stuff he's doing. But like, I guess kind of. They're not. They're <laughs> not like straight up boyfriends. So I think yeah. they're still. No, we're yeah. talking like that could be more unequivocal. BFs. And certainly, historically, it has not been. It, sorry, what was the second one? I just started thinking about them. <laughs> what if Rick Jones was not canon? What if Rick Jones was not canonical? <laughs> yes. I think the actual prompt is just, what if Rick Jones wasn't? <laughs> yeah, it's what if Rick Jones was not. What if he just didn't exist? mean canon or was not uh, existing? I'm, I'm going to so interpret I... that as was not canonical. <laughs> but he's still in all the stories? No, I mean, it, it was kind oh, of Oh, that'd be so him, incredible. But... If you had a character... Oh my gosh, I love that idea. You have a character who is in all these comics, but everything they do is not canonical. So <laughs> none of it sticks. Oh, that'd be amazing. Non-continuity, man. I would love that. <laughs> that'd be so fun. You, you I, I don't even know if I can spoil that, but like, you do something that happens with a two, 2000s character, which is everyone forgot that they existed even though they were tied to basically every important story yeah and yeah, you do yeah. That with rick jones right right now i know where you're going um i'm, I'm rereading 60s captain america right now i'm up to 1968 like just reading straight through and i am just yeah why to the, what's what's going uh, on with you just digging captain america <laughs> what's, what's happening captain america you good man <laughs> yeah <laughs> captain america is great it's jack kirby it's good i mean actually you know what uh jack kirby's captain america is like jack kirby's weakest 60s comic like he really doesn't there's not a lot interesting stuff for him to draw and stanley does not know what to do with that character Uh, yeah it's um, okay but kind of hard to argue with that off the top of my head yeah i mean because you know i I, I like like thor so much i've obviously a fantastic four right Um, yeah yeah. thor's thor's much better um i mean you know i i know i I haven't like sat and read all of the avengers or all of like i don't think he's drawing iron man he's not on the avengers that long really Yeah. yeah no but he does a lot of Captain America, and it like it looks good. But you know, there's just like it's not that exciting of a comic. They don't know how to build that world out. I like um, their Tales to Astonish, you know, early Red Skull stuff more than probably any individual Avengers story. But uh, but I yeah. hear ya, oh. I hear ya. Anyway, so I'm reading that, and I'm in the Storenko. I just finished up the Storenko era. I'm getting into like Falcon showing up, but um, Rick Jones is just now like Captain America coming back to his apartment after a long day of 
uh, crime fighting and Rick Jones just standing in his apartment in Bucky's costume being like, train me, train me, Steve. <laughs> that is ultimate. <laughs> being one of like, the most get, memorable. Get, take off that costume. And he was, and then he just sulks. And then, but it's funny because he turns and he immediately gets very sulky with Captain America training him. He's like, I'll never be as good as Bucky. I think I'm done training in Captain America. Then continues to be like, ah, how do I get through to this boy? How do I train him to be the the fighter that Bucky was instead of dumping him? And it's, it's he's so easy to hate. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I would. St- I mean, these are two pretty disparate um, things, but I would. Yeah. I guess I have to go Jugs and Black Tom yeah, canonically clearly. a gay couple throughout <laughs> history because that would be yeah. so big for Marvel yes. representation yeah, yeah. and getting those stories told. Uh, even though I I genuinely love this idea. Of Rick Jones, the non-continuity man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's one you just spun up entirely on your own. Uh, here's, <laughs> okay. uh, that that one, Black Tom and Juggernaut, won out by quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, today's one that has not yet closed yet, but uh, I definitely know where it's going. So after the burn run on Fantastic Four, the Jeez, She-Hulk stays. So much burn. Yeah, I, I think this, Th- this one's mine. This burn. was this one's mine. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah, was, I, I I added in the burn thing just to clarify. As like, long as it's Charlotte's. <laughs> yeah. Um, after the burn run on Fantastic Four. She-Hulk stays on the FF, and the Thing stays solo. Like, that oh. is the new status quo moving forward. Oh. Uh, versus, and I shouldn't, uh, these two paired together uh, doomed the first one. Black Panther has an ongoing series from the 70s onward. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, Black that, that one. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Black Panther's going to win out here. Um, I, I do like the idea, like, the thing is we have solo Thing comics, and they're not all that hot uh, from what I've read. And then also, I love the She-Hulk, She-Hulk being on the Fantastic Four, but I would miss her solo comics. Um, I'd miss so. Benjamin J. Grimm. Personally. I mean, I, I, the thing is, like, him being on the Fantastic Four, like, I, I don't think I need him on that team to like the thing. I, you know what? I kind of do, actually. Yeah. I thought that. And actually, like, this is, it's a funny time to be saying that because there's the best thing solo mini I've ever read written by Walter Mosley right now, which is bonkers. Um and it's really good. So it's like, no, Ben Ben can be. But I, when you take Ben out of the Fantastic Four scenarios, especially in modern stuff, like he does a lot of stuff with the Avengers, and he is never that fun. He kind of feels like he feels consistent. And some of this is just the writing. But, like, he feels out of place. He feels out of time. He kind of feels like this sort of hokey, corny Fantastic Four carryover who's you know, he's big in the superhero community, but he's not really that cool. And, you know, it's like people maybe don't even want him there. I just, I I think his dynamic with the FF is so much stronger than, because otherwise he just kind of becomes reduced to like, I want to play poker with the Avengers. Hmm. Like yeah. I'll have a yeah, cigar I mean, and I'll play poker and I'm kind of cool. Like that's it. Like a family dynamic. Yeah. You just lose yeah. all the emotion of yeah. of the character. Yeah. 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 I can see. And, and Black Panther just having a series, you know. From Panther's Rage onward, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, or even before that, through the 70s. So, you know what? I actually want to connect that to... Um, this was a, a question from Lucas in the chat. And he said um, he's reading Marvels. And it shocked him how much better it is than anything we've read for a few years. Um, or particularly in 1994. And the question he had was, what's the biggest outlier in any given year? Like the story that is so much better than everything else that year, which I thought was a pretty fun way to examine it. I Speaking of a Black Panther solo, if you run it back to 1974 and you go to jungle action kicking off and the, the McGregor and, um, and Billy Graham mm-hmm. and uh, oh, there's a Rich Buckler stuff, 
I think you might have to go back that far. Um, and you're going to run into some competition with Spidey, um, with Jim Starlin, Captain Marvel and Avengers stuff. Like, I don't think, I don't know that that works, I guess, because of the Starlin. It's a hard thing to answer, um, honestly, yeah. because Marvel's in 94, I think, is such an outlier. Such yeah, an outlier. Definitely. Um, but I like this question. I don't know. I'd really have to dig through the list and figure out, like, okay, when, when, what is a down year? But then there's one amazing thing or whatever it is, you know? It's hard to answer. Yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah. I didn't, I didn't look at this ahead of time, so I didn't like dig through the. Uh, the J- Jungle action was one of the first things that came to mind for me. I was like, I wonder if maybe that yeah. is in the conversation. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I probably that that's well. I kind of feel like the year Jungle action came out was like a loaded one though. Well, that's that's the problem is like so it starts in seventy three, um, yeah. which is actually probably oh seventy. I think that's also very the lacking. Yeah, death of Gwen Stacy. Um, Isn't that it when, is, when then, Stalin like, starts his that, cosmic stuff? The rest stuff? of it's pretty dull. Stalin's just starting Captain Marvel, so like that that okay. probably has to be the year because once you get Stalin full on Captain Marvel with seventy four, then it's like okay, no, these are these are the two, yeah. these are the one A and the one B, but there's two of them. You yeah, know? definitely. But but once you get into the eighties, there's no way you're doing that. There's there's a few contenders throughout the sixties. There's a few contenders. Uh, it's got to be a seventies book, I think. Um, with the exception of more future 90s stuff. Like in 95, I might just say Age of Apocalypse um, yeah. is I mean, <laughs> so far and away my favorite thing <laughs> we're going to read I, this year. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway. I have an answer that doesn't count. I like that but, question. Um, Immortal Hulk in two, 2018, <laughs> which is looking forward a lot. In 2018? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because you get, you get Zdarsky's Daredevil kicking off that year. Um, uh, yeah, that's you get true. Ve- the Kate's and Stegman Venom. It's the whole Marvel st- uh, fresh start kickoff. Uh, but th- those aren't as good as Immortal Hulk. Yeah. But I, I do think maybe they're. It's not as outsized compared to Marvel's. Maybe. Yeah. Good question. I love it. I got. Uh, I got. Uh, so that that's all we have for March Madness so far. But let me mention the next couple <clears throat> questions. See what you think of these. Uh, this has very mild spoilers for Clone Saga, but like. If you've already started it, you're already kind of in the weeds here. So I don't think this, I don't think this is a big deal. Um, but plug your ears real quick if you don't want to hear this. Uh, yeah. Peter was the clone versus uh, Gwen Stacy didn't die. So that's coming up next. We don't have to go like discuss these, but. Um, hmm. yeah. I would go, uh, I would go Peter Okay. was the clone, which I don't yeah. love, but I also think. It's better than <laughs> Gwen coming back. I don't think you want her to come back necessarily for real because I just think so much has been done with that trauma. Like it's, I don't know that I love it, but it is significant. I I would say that um, I think there is no way Marvel lets that stand for years. I think there would be a retcon at some point saying no, he wasn't actually the clone. Well, that's the that's what it's too hard to maintain. Is. Yeah. What if it's not? Yeah. What if it just goes? Um. Okay. The uh, the next question. I like this one a lot. I think this one's kind of fun. Uh, in the '90s, Marvel didn't explode, and I'll, I have to figure out the wording on this one. But specifically meaning like that they did not start releasing, you know, a million comics at once and drive themselves into bankruptcy through, you know, this like explosion of publication. Yeah. Uh, Basically that they practiced, you know, normal business, uh, safe business practices versus the MCU started in the 90s. (laughs) Oh, Um, so so a a Marvel that has a better 90s for not imploding. So uh, here's the thing. Having not owned like. I didn't own a comic shop in the '90s, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to watch them get cut in half. Um, literally, they get cut in half from 1991 to 1995. Um, I was not employed by Marvel in the '90s, so I didn't have to suffer through layoffs and them going bankrupt. As a fan, Marvel comics get better because they went bankrupt. 
Like they they go into that a full mm-hmm. head of steam and exploiting the market and pumping out some some garbage, and then they come out of it bankrupt and they say, "Oh, maybe we should try uh, some some ideas from this Joe Quesada fella and mm-hmm. uh, and Jimmy right. Palmiotti yeah. and Marvel Knights, right?" And th- so they they publish better comics, I think, because of that experience, um, <laughs> which is funny because I the MCU in the nineties is not a good idea, <laughs> but I guess I prefer it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, just based on what superhero comics in the 90s uh, were, were coming out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, the, the I do have to say, I, I, would send a ki- I would sell a kidney to see an MCU where Howard the Duck is uh, the MCU's Iron Man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Right, let that be the first movie. And George yeah. Lucas is John Favreau. Instead of John Ooh. Favreau taking all of George Lucas's toys... <laughs> flip the script can you imagine if george lucas had done the mcu since the 90s instead of doing star wars <laughs> like he just swept uh, yeah oh man what a what a what if yeah and it was still about trade agreements he still just made it very much about <laughs> trade agreements between yeah. all the duck planets that would have been that would have been something um okay so, i like i like this question a lot Anne nascenti writes she hulk versus jim starlin writes cosmic fantastic four comics Anne nascenti for sure, and I, I'm, yeah, the biggest Starlin boy around. But uh, I kind of feel like we've kind of seen that. You know, we see Starlin's yeah, I, I Avengers. You know, Infinity Gauntlet obviously is a full Marvel Universe thing. Um, and Ascenti She-Hulk run. Come on, that would have killed. Yeah. All right, we got a lot of more really good questions here. So uh, go check out the bracket. I have links on Twitter. We're talking about it in the Slack. So if you want to join in, I think this is a this is a really fun one. Yeah, I agree good, about Ascenti. Nascenti took actually a while to think of a comic. We were like. What is a comic that we'd want to see Nascenti write? Yeah, um, that's a that's a we, perfect fit. Good good call on that one. But She Hulk, um, yeah. She as soon as we yeah. thought She Hulk. Yeah, exciting. nice job on these. All right, I got. Let's for the last five ten minutes here. I do have a manga update. Oh yeah yeah. Really you all ready for a manga update? Oh, sorry sorry, I ruined your. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> so I've been I've been reading Death Note. Uh, well, I, so, I thought I stepped on your joke, your uh, your pun. So. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it, this segment is Dave's note. Um, mm-hmm. Full Metal Palchemist is on hiatus mm-hmm. uh, for That's now. Fine. I've been reading Dave's note. I started it. Uh, I'm digging it, guys. I'm I'm lugging. I'm I'm lugging. I'm lugging and I'm loving. You're lugging this book all over town. <laughs> I'm to taking read it. them everywhere I go, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm pretty into it. I gotta say, Death Note is very compelling. It's compelling to me. I don't know that it's better than Full Metal Alchemist. Like there are better characters. It Full Metal Alchemist is definitely more fun. Um, but Death Note is very it's a very compelling mystery, and I'm really digging how uh, I should have brought the book with me because I don't remember the creators' names off the top of my head. Um, I'm really digging how they take this simple concept of a Death Note where you can write someone's name and uh and what they do and they will die of a heart attack or whatever you specify but it's a it's a notebook you can write down people's names if you know their face and they will die and they take that premise and then just build and build and build it you know what it reminds me of is like when stan and jack in the very early silver age were like and and don uh uh um oh geez donald blake uh what's what's his name What's the, what's the worst alter ego? Donald Blake. Yeah, Donald Blake. Um, thank you. When when he <laughs> loses his cane, he can only be away for 60 seconds. And those sort of mm-hmm. specific, yeah. like there's so much specificity <laughs> that's a great in how the death, if you took yeah. that, but then you were like, that's the whole story. The yeah. whole story is this 60 second cane thing, but we're just going to keep adding rules and we're going to keep building to it. And this story is so unafraid to escalate. Gosh, I love that. I I'm so sick 
of comics, superhero comics, especially right now, stagnating and and just being like, well, people like this stuff, so we'll just keep it rolling. Death Note says, no, we're going to escalate. We're going to raise the stakes. We're going to we're going to find a new way to make this interesting instead of like what could have been an okay just continued exploration of the same thing. Uh, I'm pretty into it. it it's kept yeah, my mean, attention. Got, I've read four volumes so far. Yeah, it's got 12 volumes. So like you're a third of the way through yeah. and it, it ends, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's an obvious difference, right? I don't but, see this one going forever, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Right. It, and it ends pretty It ends pretty well. I, I do remember it comes to a point where you're like, oh, should that have been the ending? And then it keeps going and you're like, huh, this is interesting. It's still going. And then it like finds its feeding footing again for the yeah. uh, finale so um i do think yeah. one thing so, and, and that that actually maybe tells me why i'm enjoying it so much i think the idea of manga that ends is way more appealing to me <laughs> than manga that goes practically forever especially mm. right now as i get i get started full metal alchemist yeah. ends great it's got a beautiful ending but what it's but it's a but it's like a lot of volumes right it's only it is twice as long as death note which is not like which is long but it's not okay. That okay, yeah. that's not crazy. Well, like I said, like I I do plan to go back to yeah, Full Metal. No, I, I, I get like, what I, you're I'm not I'm yeah. not writing it off. Um, but this yeah. and like I don't actually they're very different. So it's it's a weird comparison yeah, point. Yeah. It just happens to be what I started reading. You know, um, I don't actually think Death Note is better per se. Um, but it is. It's sort of just the mystery of it. And I actually it get it gets tedious by the third fourth volume. But like just the way <laughs> that it's just thinking through logic problems. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's like, well, if I do this, then they'll do this. But if yeah. they do that, then I'll do this. And there's so much of that. It does get a little tedious, but it's also like it's kind of interesting. It's interesting to think yeah. about. Like it, and- it's got a really good ability to like, I, I mean, it reminds me of just a TV show that's just all about tension. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like a little Breaking Bad or 24 or something where it's like there's not I mean, I guess 24 specifically where it's like there's not a lot going on here except just ramping tension and like set up and then you stressed about watching the the payoff of it and it and it's cool because it's like it'll start with a simple premise of like okay we the there's the super investigator who's trying to find out who has the death note and who they are and, and who's killing people right um and then it's like all right how do we escalate that well he walks up to him and says <laughs> i'm the investigator i think you're the killer right and then it deals with that for a while and just like I, it's just kind of fearless in terms of blowing up what would otherwise be the ongoing mystery. Yeah. You know, what you would expect. And I, I really, initially when I started reading it, I was kind of put off because I was like, Light Yagami is the the individual who finds the Death Note here. And uh, I was like, this guy's horrible. This guy He's sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, why? Yeah. Like, this is the protagonist? But then very quickly, you know, within a few chapters, I was like, oh, the book knows he sucks. The book knows he's a creep because initially I was like, we're celebrating this guy. Um, we're not clearly. Clearly, he's on a build to like because he thinks he's he thinks he's a hero, um, but he's clearly a psychopath, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, Death Note. Uh, pretty good stuff. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely going to I'm going to read this third volume. I'm going to see where we're at and then I'll see if I, I want to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, this, uh, I've got the uh, I've got the black. What are they? The black editions? The black edition, uh, yeah. black They're notes or something like that. Editions. And there's there's six of those in total. Yeah. So I've got number three sitting here is the one I haven't started yet of those. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Charlotte, have I, you read Death Note? Yeah, I think I think Death Note was the first manga I actually read through when I was like 14. And, and yeah, it's... it's uh, I love it. I, I think... I don't know if I ever finished reading the manga, but I, I then uh, I saw the whole um, anime. And uh, yeah, it's it's still one of yeah. my favorite Yeah, the animes. anime is very good too. Yeah. yeah. 
How does the anime compare? Uh, having having read it, just having experienced both, like how do you rank those things? Uh, it, it's it's one that like if you if you finish reading, you're not going to be like I want to now go watch the manga because it's a yeah. very direct translation, yeah. and it is it doesn't add a lot like animation wise because it's it's a lot of you know light and uh what's his name l, l. it's not an action heavy book by any measure no, no. yeah ju- it's like just... a lot of the two of them just like in their rooms talking yeah. out loud and like uh-huh. thinking about what they're gonna do so like if it, you're it curious, doesn't add that much but it also like just watch the two openings and the chips potato chips uh, scene and you're good <laughs> it's uh it's one of those things where i would say like either read the manga or watch yeah, the anime kind of can't go wrong either way you'll get like a very similar experience so that actually that game. actually leads to i guess the question i'm getting at which is are there manga where watching the anime is a better experience or a discernibly different experience like for example like we talked about with akira like i should probably watch that because i actually don't yes. want to be bogged down in the tedium yeah. yeah or what i'm finding to be the tedium of reading it um but like for other for like longer running ones, Fullmetal Alchemist or I don't know so any of these really popular ones, like is there often a split or is it often just kind of like well I'll do one or the other? Well, it's interesting uh, with Fullmetal Alchemist yeah, because re- there were two really adaptations, yeah. and the first one was adapted when the manga was still ongoing, and so the the anime fin- the anime finished before the manga, and the ending is very 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 different. It is a completely different story, mm-hmm. oh. um, and it's about I would argue it it's worse. Splits and becomes its own story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's much worse. Brother, so the second Full Metal Alchemist show, Brotherhood, is the one yeah. to watch, um, which is very okay. good. And you know, like Full Metal Alchemist has the benefit of tons of great action, <clears throat> like it has a lot yeah, of really right. well animated action. So, like that, I mean, that's one of the big things is like watch it for the great animation. Um, like Jujutsu Kaisen is another manga series that I yeah. like written, but the action becomes so elevated yeah. in the anime that like. I would much rather watch it than read it versus yeah. something like um, Way of the House Husband, which is a, a comedy manga. So I, I've never heard a title that's more up my alley. It's, it's about <laughs> a, an ex-Yakuza member becoming a house husband. Yeah, yeah. Using all of his powers of being this tough gangster guy to uh, to then be the best house husband out there. Is that is uh, that what I have to do next? No. I If, if you're going to no. go comedy, there's, I think there's a bunch of stuff I would recommend first. Um, like I Is there a Jackass manga? Hmm? Is there a jackass what? manga? Uh, no. Unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, uh, that one, the anime is like a slideshow of the manga. So the way of the house husband. And it's like oh. literally just like almost exactly just a PowerPoint of the manga. Yeah, that sounds unappealing. Vaguely ma- animated. And that's just like, oh, yeah, just read the manga. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's very much uh, a series by series. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that answer. So my, my final thought here that I want to share with both of you is I also snuck in another manga Ooh. Um, off off recommendation here. Uh, this was actually recommended by some others because I said uh, Riddish, who's who's great comics critic, yeah. has written yeah. a bunch of stuff for Comic Herald. I was, I've seen him talk about sports manga before. Oh, and yeah. he asked me, he's like, what's the genre you think you'd most enjoy that you don't explore? And I was like, you know, it's probably sports manga. <laughs> like, I really like sports. I think the, the style and sort of the humor – of of a lot of what I've had, the limited amount I have read of manga would make that really appealing. So everybody was like, okay, you got to read Slam Dunk. So I started reading Slam Dunk by Takihiko Inoue. Have either of you read Slam Dunk? No, no I haven't. Uh-uh. Okay, okay. It is. I've only read like three chapters. It's the most fun I've had reading a comic in ages. I, I don't know <laughs> what I've enjoyed more. It is so funny. It is so charismatic. I'm loving it. Um, so I'm also reading Slam Dunk and. Uh, and I definitely plan to continue. I, I 
obviously I'm not far into it, but I, I need to keep going. So maybe we're going to have Dave's note and slam Dave, I think coming your way um, for, and I can, the, the, one of the challenges here going forward is I can only read manga that have a D uh, there's gotta be a D word in the title or I don't want to read it. Um, <laughs> but Dave's note and slam Dave updates coming there's, on future. A, I, I mean, at some point we'll just have to get you on the Shonen jump app. Cause as, as yeah, I, I started said. the free trial and, and, but you know what though? I, I really like having the copies for my library. So I don't, I don't know that I'm going to go digital with this. Like I, hmm. Yeah. Cause it, cause it is that thing of like, like I'm, I'm pr- like my brain is doing work. Like I am processing reading the opposite direction. Mm. Um, yeah. still, you still, you feel that way. I do. I can like just actually. swap, like I, I will swap back and forth between manga and American comics. Like yeah. in the same session and, uh, really well, have well, no problem. Congratulations. With cool guy. <laughs> well, listen, I got <laughs> a, I got two lobes to my brain. Can you say I only same? use, I only use like, you know how most like they say ten people use ten percent of their brain, right? And mm-hmm. Deathstroke uses ninety. I use like six <laughs> percent, and it's all for comics. Like it's five percent for comics, one percent for my kids. And, and it's my wife. very hard coded that it goes left to right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very hard coded. Um, but yeah, so the, those. Oh, so what I what I actually wanted to share there was that's what I'm reading. But also, I shared that I'm reading Slam Dunk, and it was one of those moments again. And I've had a few of these this week where it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> reading superhero comics and spending so much time on them when <laughs> the audience for manga is like a gajillion times larger. Like it's like so many more people. Like it's just like all these people are like, Oh yeah. Like I've read this. You should read this. Blah, blah, blah. Like everyone reads manga. What are we doing? Why are we talking about superhero <laughs> comics? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, uh, you're going to fit right in, in comics gate, Dave. Great job. You're They're not into manga for them. Get out of town. I mean that that is the like the the you know they, that might just be oh, like a, oh comics suck look at manga but it's like they're not actually reading manga so shut up like no the, I know it's very you know? it's very funny that whole like oh yeah Marvel's uh goes woke gets broke unlike manga which is uh cool and sexist which is sometimes true cool and sexist <laughs> there is there is some of that in Death Note for sure uh, yeah, I should yeah, mention yeah, that, yeah. by the Ooh, a lot yeah. of it is just coming with stomaching uh some some uh, light sexism sprinkled throughout. Which is what I like about Full Metal Alchemist is a good recommendation to start with because uh, it's written by a woman and it just immediately sidesteps all of that. You can tell. yeah, that does not seem yeah. to have the the obvious the perf um, factor perf factor. Yeah, yeah, good way to put it. That uh, that I think would be definitely was part of the off. Like like I don't know if I said this, but like in high school, like if we saw a kid reading manga or like watching anime, it was like oh, they're a weird perf. Like that was <laughs> the stereotype, <laughs> definitely. So do you that's. Regret, do you regret giving those kids swirlies now that you're in your 30s and reading manga yourself? I regret that I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Manga's good. Lots of manga. I haven't read. A, I haven't started a new manga in a long time. But um, I'm. Uh, I should. I should jump back in One Piece. I, uh, <laughs> there's so much One Piece. I mean, you're complaining about Full Metal Alchemist, but One Piece has. Yeah. over a hundred of those volumes really just insane but oh, yeah. it's good that's, like that's the most yeah. it keeps it keeps its uh it's pacing up it keeps like it builds and builds and builds it's always building something new it's a, it's an exciting comic but it's okay, you know okay. it's one of those comics you would do an entire podcast about right like yeah month by month and many people have uh because it is, it is so expansive well seeing as we don't have a pun for it i don't know that we'll be able to do that one pod uh, that sounds like one punch man. Enough. One pod man would be good for one punch man. One pod man, mm-hmm. I'd be in for that. Oh yeah, that that should be on your list too, Dave. That's that's very fun. Well, I mentioned that last time. That's that's the yeah. one that I've 
I've watched the uh, that that one I actually have not read, but I've watched the anime and I love it. I love. love you know what? I will say that one and, and that one works great, um, both as anime and manga. The the illustrations on that are beautiful. I'll say yeah. if you read that, it is on Shonen Jump, but you should get the paper copies because the um it does these like double wide splash pages and but, they, they don't translate very well. Assume the, I'm getting I'm getting library copies until stated yeah. otherwise. Well, I mean some stuff is... like One Piece. You know, it's like 105 volumes. It's tough to, <laughs> to want to go through that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching. I, like I told you, I read the first three chapters of One Piece. I'm not touching it again uh, until I don't know. Until there's some financial incentive, frankly. Until <laughs> I until <laughs> I, I pay you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will. Um, All right. Yeah. This is good. I'm I'm enjoying these manga sections. I'm enjoying you pushing me into reading more of them. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So uh, so that's been cool. Good. Maybe maybe I'll check out Slam Dunk in the meantime. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's on. Hoopla. Yeah, read along with me. Um, actually, you know what? Hoopla. I don't think is very good about manga. I think that's one of the few um, like the the big hole in there because almost anything else, as far as uh, you know, if it's relatively mainstream, if it's Image Comics, if it's IDW, if it's Boom, whatever. All Hoopla, that's on Hoopla. Hoopla is not. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but Hoopla yeah, does yeah. not do manga. Uh, I don't think they have much of a manga category, actually. Yeah. Yep. Just too bad. I, I mean, I should just go to my actual physical library. That's what I've been doing, and it rules. Man, it's like <laughs> so. Like you go into the teen section, you know, which is where I where I hang, and yep. uh, <laughs> it's it's just wall to wall manga. Like truly, like if you want to read, <laughs> if I was if I was fifteen and I got into comics, then I would never leave. Just wall to wall manga, you know. Mm. And there, there's the yeah. cool teens sitting over in a table on their phones. I'd just be scoffing at them, reading manga, being cool in my own way, you know? <laughs> just being cool in my own way. Yeah, that's what what's, we do. What's the, right. French, uh, what's the French comic section of your library like? You know, I don't know. I sh- I'll ask the... Um, I will Next time I go in, I will ask the librarian, hey, can you help me find asterisks? <laughs> I really, <laughs> nice. I need, uh, I need some asterisks. Good. All right, cool. This is good. This is good, good, good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We're My Marvel This Year. You can support the show at patreon.com slash my Marvel This Year. Write and uh, review over on iTunes if you're so inclined. And tell a cool friend. Make them a CD like we talked Mm -hmm. about. You know what? what? what I would say put like three of your favorite songs, last track, podcast. Last track, podcast. Mm, That's a good point. Did you ever, um, I don't know, like I've been listening to podcasts for like 15 years now. So I Wow, you're old. Yeah, I know. Incredible. Some of the same podcasts. I still listen to Phil. Charlotte, have you been around which, that long? Uh, <laughs> I was a literal child when I started listening to yeah. podcasts. A literal yeah. baby. I was listening to film spotting back in like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, when Damn. I was like yeah, 18. I started 19. listening to uh, Bill and, uh, Simmons. And I still listen to them. On ESPN, the BS Report, probably circa mm. 2008. So mm. that would okay. give me that's, that's that would give early. me 14 years. That's about the same. That, that was my earliest yeah into podcast because that was still like streamed through the espn.com like, still i wasn't going? using a podcast player for sure yeah i mean he's still he's uh, yeah. not at espn anymore but he's still got a podcast yeah hmm. cool. i i well anyway my, my point was <laughs> i remember early enough that a lot because it was like the process of putting a podcast listening to it was not oh let me pull up my podcast app because apps didn't exist <gasps> back then that was for charlotte I <gasps> yeah sorry i'm gonna apps <laughs> thank you thank you Charlotte. um <laughs> Yeah, like you had to actually download the MP3s and then via USB cord upload them to your, you know, MP3 player. Yeah. And then you just have a bunch of podcast, loose podcast episodes rattling around your MP3 player. Um, <laughs> they were so noisy. <laughs> they were they were so clinky. It was it, like carrying you had to stop for your day's drive being like, all right, here's the 10 podcasts I want on my, uh, my yeah. iPod or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just remember podcasts being like, 
you know, doing, uh, like, fundraising drives and being like, the prize is the first 50 episodes of our show on a USB stick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just saves you the time of downloading it. Like, yeah. Radiolab did that. They put yeah. their first five seasons on a USB stick if you donated $30 or something. Um, just a, a very funny different time. That was not that long ago. Not that long ago. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Zach, where should people find you? Twitter, My Marvelous Year, or in the Slack. Charlotte. You can find me at Fierro Charlotte on Twitter, and you can find me on the Slack. Cool. And I'm Dave. You can find me at Comic Book Herald pretty much everywhere. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next year. See you next, see you next year. year.